AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hi, I'm Giancarlo Esposito, and I'm here to introduce you to my new series, Parish. My character, Gray Parish, was a getaway driver. I'm retired from life. You know that. He's in a world over his head. Tell me about this driver job. And he's asked to start to figure things out. I did what you told me to. He will try to do what's right and seek justice. Parish, all new Sundays at 9 on AMC and stream on AMC+. Hello, hello, Challenge family. It's your girl, Devin Simone. It's my birthday today, so I'm coming in older, wiser, and mouthier. And I am so glad that you're here. I'm holding it down. We have such a great episode for you today to go along with the great episode that we just watched. I mean, can we get into it? You're tuned in, by the way, to the official Challenge podcast. Woo! So much to talk about, which is why I'm talking so fast. Okay. I, I just, I can't, between the ice cream and the pasta and the puzzles and the green sludge and I'm still reeling over Olivia, like, can we just say I am a living, breathing Olivia Stan account now? I don't, I don't care what anybody says, just the way that she carried herself through all of this and has just been such a fighter, the way that Horacio, like, supported her as well, like, that she... This is an Olivia Stan account. Just she's such an inspiration. The final as a whole, a hundred hours, a hundred out. Do you guys know how long a hundred hours is? It's a long time. A hundred hours. That is like half of a week, half of a week with no real shower and just like sludge. And then you're eating stuff and you know, someone's been severely injured now. So that's kind of like running in the back of your mind because you don't want to be injured and everybody's limping and everybody's yelling. It is just pure chaos. And I'm so excited because we're going to get some behind the scenes. You're not going to get this anywhere else about the final, how it all came to be, all of that stuff um, when we get into this interview. Okay, let's talk about some highlights from this week. Now, first of all, someone who would be up for a gold star would be Tori and her hair. Because I don't know if you caught this, but at about hour 50, when everybody else is looking a mess, Tori emerges from her tent with silky smooth locks. I pay at least $100 for that kind of blowout on a regular basis. And I'm not going through the elements. I don't understand what shampoo Tori is using or how she managed to look so flawless coming out of that tent. But you you think I'm kidding? Go back and rewind and look at it. Watch it. You'll see the difference, right? I'm not talking about the whole final, but there is a moment about halfway through. She gets a little sleep, wakes up, and her hair looks like a Pantene Pro-V commercial. Girl gets a Gold Star nomination just for that. Okay. Some other nominations come from uh, Tori recognizing the pattern, Anissa recognizing the pattern. I know people get on Anissa, but what I'm loving about this final is that it's not all about just strength. It's not all about endurance. It really is like brains and brawn and stomach capabilities. And our girl Anissa recognizes the pattern, okay, on the little puzzle thing, points it out. And then also, this is really where she gets the gold star nomination is patient enough that when Jordan is being stubborn about it, she doesn't try and hammer it home. But instead she's like, okay, I laid the pieces out for you. I'm gonna just wait and let you figure it out. I'm sure that some of you have been in relationships with partners where you had to do that, where you had to let them think it was their idea, even though you knew all along, mm -hmm, I'm here with you in solidarity. Uh-huh. Um, and Anissa was holding it down too. So she gets a gold star nomination. And then also I'd say that, you know, Nani and Bananas being the comedic duo here, right? Like, I feel like I can't think of that, like, super old, like, old, old comedy 
troupe that was like super popular it'll that did like slapstick you'll know who i'm talking about it's like old old like black and white level old but that's the vibes that nani and bananas are giving me for much of this final even if you go back and listen even the music that's played between Nani and Banana scenes. So like when it's anyone else, it's like very intense, you know, dun, 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 dun. and then when it's like Nani and Bananas trying to figure out a puzzle, it's like, dur, 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 dur. like just, just go back and listen. It's hilarious. Uh, I appreciate their, you know, the comedy element that they are sort of adding to this, even if Bananas is trying his best to annoy the hell out of Nani part of the time. Uh, but they all get gold star nominations um, for this week. Week, I think the winner is going to actually be in terms of who's getting a gold star. I think it's going to be Tori and Devin and it's actually going to be because of their communication level. I'm loving the way that they're communicating. I know that there's not a lesson in everything, but there is in a lot of things. And the way that they are communicating, like sure they blow up, they have their moments, but the way that they come back and own it quickly, the way that they speak to each other with love, there's a moment where Devin even says, and look, I never thought I would give this much fanfare to Devin and or Dave, but here we are. Um, the way that they come back and say, you know, look, I'm frustrated, but I love you. Look at what they're able to accomplish so far with that. Now, I know they're not in the lead anymore, but still they put up, you know, they've been in the lead the majority of the time and they're really putting up a good game and it comes down to a level of respect with their communication. Let that be a lesson in our relationships. Now, my um, time out of the week you know, last week it would have gone to the golf ball. Um, this week it has to go to Jordan. Jordan runs his mouth a lot. I mean a lot. And this is coming from someone who runs her mouth and gets paid to do it a lot. Jordan, we get that you are passionate. We get that you want to win. Like, let's even break it down to this. So Anissa hurting her ankle, right? And I've seen some of the people online, you know, have strong opinions one way or another about her ankle injury. It, it happens. It happens to the best of us. I do think that Jordan should take some ownership because it was his bright idea to run through the woods like Hansel and Gretel instead of the clear path. And then Elisa rolls her ankle. If they were on the clear path, that le- would have been less likely to happen, in my opinion. Um, but also him just being so mean and doing some low blows like, bruh, bruh. OK, maybe you're the terrorist of love. All right. Maybe you are like fine. You're passionate about the game. You really want to win. But this is true for anyone. Passion without compassion is weakness. It's not strength. Okay. I'm going to say it one more time. Passion without compassion is weakness. It is an Achilles heel. It will limit you. I don't care how many times you've won this game before. You will only be able to advance so far if you can't bring compassion along with you. Now I'm done preaching for the episode, but just going to put that out there. Jordan, go sit in timeout with some pasta, maybe some ice cream. I don't know. Whatever suits your fancy. Maybe you don't want to see that again after what they did to you in this final Eating all that food, totally get it. Um, also, where was the ice cream eating challenge on free agents? Look, I know it's been 10 years, but I'm I'm actually a little, really, like I would have, we, I, you know, I know my strengths and that would have been one of them. It would have been, it would have been. Anyway, so many good things happen on this episode. I'm still emotional to uh, about Olivia and Horacio, which we will talk about a little bit as well. I'm going to dedicate this episode to them um, to Olivia as well. Just, yeah, it's an Olivia Stan account. Get with it. Um, you guys, all right, we have, we have Emer Harkin on. Now, if you've been listening for a long time to this podcast, you know who she is. If you haven't, then you don't know who she is. I'm going to tell you, she is the executive producer. She is the showrunner, which is literally the top of the top of the top of the top of this season of the challenge. She's going to give us some insight and tea. And because we still haven't let it go, and by we, I mean me, and some of you guys on on Twitter and Reddit and Instagram, we also compare and talk a little bit about that final from Challenge USA because people are still whining about it. And I just wanted to get the record straight and clear things up about how tough that final was comparatively. And she does give some insight. So um, we get all into it. We talk about the nose incident with Olivia. We talk about the testing process with games. I tried to ask the questions you all want to know because you know that I listen to you. So shout out to you. Thank you. Love you. Thank you guys also for those who've left positive feedback on Twitter and who've left positive feedback on, on the review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and even Reddit. Love you all. You're going to love this episode. So hang party with me, your girl Devin Simone. Go grab some birthday cake. Please, in my honor, you know, grab a snack, 
But don't actually go anywhere because you're not going to want to miss this episode. All the things you want to know coming up right after this. Stay tuned. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I am so excited to introduce this next guest. Uh, You may know her by her lovely accent. Uh, You may know her as Emer Harkin. I know so many of uh, the challenge contestants and players love and adore Emer. You may know her as executive producer. You also may know her as HBIC because... On the Ride or Die season, she is literally the head bitch in charge. But please welcome Emer Harkin. Hi, Emer. Uh, my goodness. Thank you so much for a lovely intro, Devin. It's so true. How awesome. Aww, Can we just take a moment? So for those who don't know, showrunner means, and, and Emer is so humble, by the way, because we were like, Emer, what exactly was your official title? Because Emer has been in the trenches for years. If you didn't know, now you know. Emer was around when I was doing challenges even. She's been around for a long time. And so she's like, oh, executive producer or showrunner. And for those of you who are listening, just so you know, like executive producer is is high up and you know, this show is coveted. So to get to that position says a lot. But showrunner that means you everybody's mama. Like that means you run everything on the show, hence why it's called showrunner. And so that is huge. So Emer ran this season. So cool. Thank you. You're so sweet. I actually never really take time to think about the magnitude of it, to be honest. But you know, now that you've drawn my attention to it, it is, it's, it's a big job and it's a lot. And you know, when it's 19 episodes in a foreign country with a massive cast and a big show like that, it, it is a big undertaking, but I yeah. love it. I love it so much. I really do. It's it's awesome. It's just such a privilege. It really is. Wait a minute, though. Now it's just hitting me, Emer. Does that mean you're the evil-ass mastermind who came up with this 100-hour final? Oh. What the hell? Oh, ever, I don't know what notion I took. You know, I actually had a completely different finale written and prepared yeah we were going to do something completely different and I just had this I don't know there was just this niggle at me and I don't know where I kind of cooked this up but I mean when we told the cast you know TJ arrived and said like okay this is happening it's 100 Mm -hmm. hours I mean they like several pulled me aside and said like that's a joke right like it's not actually 100 hours and I said oh no it is you're on the clock like when we start it is tick tick 100 hours and they they thought it was not legit they thought it was a joke Emer that's diabolical that is so (laughs) mean Emer (laughs) it's so it was so fun and they totally crushed it I was so proud of them yeah I mean watching it it has been a lot of fun, but a hundred hour, like some of the hardest challenges on record or finals on record have been, you know, what, 36 hours, 72 hours, something like that, but never in the history, a hundred hours. And we're going to dig yeah. into what we've seen in the final so far, but I'm just curious, right. like how far in advance does this start percolating in your mind? Like where, like, are you out one day with friends having lunch and you're like, Ooh, pasta, we should <laughs> add this to the final. Like how totally. do you Everything- come up with these things? 
you know, it's like, so I start creative on the show, you know, months in advance. So like, mm-hmm. we will know that the show is ride or dies. And then mm-hmm. I'll be thinking along with the team about games and fun things they can do. And, you know, just general creative thoughts about the season. But mm-hmm. with regard to a final, you know, it, it's something that's cooking in my brain pretty early on because it's a mm-hmm. big priority for me. You know, it's it's such a big moment. Everybody wants to make it to the final. Right. And so I take it really seriously and I want it to be something that they're impressed by and that mm-hmm. they're daunted by. So, yeah, it, it's something that's always sort of cooking. But I I also get really inspired by wherever we're shooting, you know, mm-hmm. like what's near us, what will feel different, what have we not done, what's going to test their limits, what's going to make them go, what is this? Oh, my, like this has never happened. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's tr- that's tricky after, right. you know, 37 previous yeah. seasons. But, but yeah, um, you just think about it and like you know every it's it's constantly like your brain's just constantly going um so yeah it's it's never ending really do you guys when you say you're inspired by your location is it something where you know long before you guys start shooting you fly down there yourself I know there's obviously like kind of location scouts but do you go take a look and then you kind of add that into whatever you're thinking you know okay and it's such a beautiful perk to the job. Mm-hmm. You know, you, I'll go. So this season um, we filmed just outside of Buenos Aires in Argentina. Mm-hmm. And so I flew down like four months before we shot there. And, you know, like I'm looking at houses. I'm looking at scenery. I'm, you know, scouring the map to see mm-hmm. what's nearby, what's within striking distance, what looks cool, what, what feels like it would be, you know, what what's impressive on camera? What are the cast right. going to be totally um, blown away by? So it's a really um, creative, it's a really creative process and it's so yeah. fun. It's great. Yeah. yeah, that's wonderful. And then how big is the team that's helping you craft like the final and the dailies and, and you know, how all that works? Uh, well, we have a challenge development team, a team of like three that are coming mm-hmm. up with games and eliminations all the time. And that that happens like months before we leave. So we've mm-hmm. got, you know, again, we'll know the theme is ride or dies and we'll be like, mm-hmm. OK, what games would be fun? What are scary? What are funny? What are really physically assaulting? What's a really fun mental challenge? So we'll right. do They'll do all of that months in advance, mm-hmm. but the final is something that's more sort of spearheaded by the showrunner generally, and every yeah. showrunner is differently, but I will sort of come up with the concept and then utilize, you know, my team, my co-EP, my games producers to like help me flesh that out and like figure out, you know, beats and and segments within the final, mm-hmm. um, but, but I like to have pretty strong creative control of the final. I, yeah. Jet, I come up with most of it myself because, it, as I say, it's just a huge priority for me. Yeah. And my last question for you on the final. Are you, do you ever test these, you yourself test these things out? Or like, are you a big runner? Are you a big puzzle person? Like what area of the final do you feel like you'd excel most and it could be all of them but you know I used to do distance running I actually Mm -hmm. used to run at national level in Ireland Mm. when I was like 13 and then I hit my teenage years and like Mm -hmm. I gave it all up for like you know boys and partying and all those fun things (laughs) Um, so I think I could probably handle the endurance but I'm Mm -hmm. not in that sort of like physical shape anymore Mm -hmm. um I've had two kids in the last four years so I don't think I could take a hundred hours of running but Mm -hmm. I I so that would be okay I would be totally fine with eating and mental like Mm -hmm. puzzles and things I would be fine but I don't get to test them anymore like years ago yeah I used to be able to test everything like my first season was dual two in New Zealand Mm -hmm. in Queenstown Mm -hmm. and I was able to test all those stunts I Mm -hmm. never fell into water I was always I hated the drops into water. That was like the one thing that I really didn't like. But uh-huh. we're not allowed anymore. I'm not allowed to what? test anymore. So what, we have. So a, do you guys have a separate stunt team or something that's testing we have, them? Or? Yeah. Well, we have a t- we have a test team. So we have a stunt okay. team that test all of our our um, big stunt builds right. before we put testers on there. Oh, and then okay. we have a team of testers who are with us for the entire production to gotcha. test every challenge, so that we know how everybody's going to play, how people mm-hmm. are going to try to cheat, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So we've played every challenge and mm-hmm. every elimination and every 
part of the final multiple times before we ever shoot it with our cast and our cast always do it differently it's bonkers yeah yeah so there's two so it sounds like there's two kind of sets of checks and balances because you have the stunt team who'd like test it out first then you actually have a test team who test it out as well exactly having the challengers come and and do it themselves yep speaking of how people can cheat one thing I have literally 50 million questions for you, Emer. I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> um, and one thing that stood out to me in watching this week's episode was the po- it's the it's the thing I've said that I would thrive in in a final, the only part, which is the eating challenge and eating something good like pasta, even though there was no marinara and ice cream, chocolate ice cream, of course. Um, my question in watching that and when Nani and Bananas were like just shoving handfuls of pasta in their mouth, which was actually very smart thing using a fork. Um, also looked really disgusting. What were the rules around being able to throw it up? Because I'm sitting there thinking and trying to think how people strategize and, and just kind of what I remember from back in the day and, and doing them. And it's like, I'd imagine you just shove it in your mouth, chew it a few times and then just proceed to like, like almost the quicker you get it in your mouth, the quicker you can kind of quote unquote vomit it up. Like what were there, were there like certain rules or things you were eyeing out for that to make sure that everyone really tried to like swallow it and digest it or, you know? Yes. So I get asked this question so often. It's Mm -hmm. pretty hilarious actually. Mm -hmm. So I was a games producer, as you remember. And when I was a segment producer, I somehow always got landed the eating challenges. (laughs) And so I like, I really am particular about them as a result. And it's really the rule is really simple. Um, no matter what the eating challenge is that we produce mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. on my shows. So uh, you have to show me that you've swallowed it before you can puke. So wow. we've got a referee on every table. So say mm-hmm. there was a ref like eyeballing Nani and Bananas mm-hmm. and Jordan and Anissa and so on. Mm-hmm. And you are you're just watching show me that you swallowed and now mm-hmm. if you want to get sick no problem but if you puke without mm-hmm. showing a ref that you've mm-hmm. swallowed then your plate gets topped up with oh more so food. you add more back to yes. the plate yes yes oh. oh who does anybody have to get more added to their plate no th- but also because i know the guys so well like tori and devon have done them with me before yeah. jordan and Anissa have done so many the yeah. same with nani and bananas so they know the drill they're just yeah. sort of like okay chomp 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 yeah, my yeah. mouth's empty, and then they puke. Like it was yeah. actually, it was actually really straightforward to manage because they've all done it so many times. They, yeah. they know the drill. Oh my god, I love getting tea. This is so good. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. Y'all know we gotta pay the bills, but don't go anywhere because we're gonna get right back into it right after this. <clears throat> AT and T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is definitely a final of veterans. Although Olivia and Horacio arguably go down in history as some of the most fearless rookies I know I've ever seen. I'm curious you know, how you would categorize uh, Olivia and Horacio's performance throughout this season. I couldn't agree more. Um, Mm -hmm. They were awesome. They didn't balk at anything. They took everything that we threw of them 
threw at them and they mm -hmm. just, you know, embraced everything with a smile. They were like, sure, no worries, can't wait. And they yeah. really were fearless. And I think they're, it showed and they were never scared, you know, in mm -hmm. their performances, you can see that. Um, and so they were really, they had just bad luck, bad luck, bad luck with the final. It was a really difficult day. Um, yeah. I, it you, was such a bummer. Yeah. You wonder too, like how much of that in the final was bad luck? And and I, you know, I, I don't know the answer and I'd love to know your take. How much of it was bad luck and how much of it was their sort of the rookiness or the novice nature showing, right? Like just about yeah. certain things. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I guess. I mean, maybe that came into it that, you know, sort of novice nerves could have been involved in, mm -hmm. in what happened. I think that nerves that you feel in the final are mm -hmm. so different to nerves that you experience throughout the rest of the season. It's, right. you know, it's everybody's been building to this for months, literally. Mm -hmm. You're a, a step away from, you know, glory and it's it's a lot so for sure there's different you know nerves are a different level but I think that they you know they're they're just they're obviously not as seasoned as the others and I think mm -hmm. with Olivia injuring her finger what happened was totally random and maybe yeah. they weren't being as careful you know the others know that if they know how to handle apparatus and and so mm -hmm. do Olivia and Horacio but I think that you know, maybe they were just sort of jittery and not as as meticulous yeah. with their handling of things. So, like, sure, like maybe uh, had she been like super careful, but then in saying that, she would have been slowing down, and they were just like so gung ho to get right. it done. But when it came to the slingshot, oh, I hate talking about it because it was just those are terrifying moments as a showrunner. Yeah. What was um, running through your head when you? Because I imagine were you right there when she got hit in the face with the golf ball? Were no. You no, I had just advanced because okay. so we we leapfrog with the finals. So right. like at, at at parts, I'll be with first place, I'll be with mm -hmm. second place, or I'll be with third place. At that for that portion, I had advanced, mm -hmm. and but the medic and our safety supervisor were there, right. and I got word on walkie immediately, and I I was back within you know like ninety seconds, but mm -hmm. had tested that game like. I don't know for how many hours we had played that game in an earlier challenge as you would have seen and so to just have tested every iteration of it and yeah. for but you know she it it I guess the injury was caused because she had damaged her finger and so she wasn't right. really Pulling manipulating it, like the yeah, right, yeah. The way, yeah so like it was just so it was just such a freak awful accident and mm. it, it, but it, like that's the that's the worst case scenario for me like I hate anybody getting injured it's it's yeah. awful yeah. it's it's always scary yeah a but lot again of they handled it really well they were they amazing. did handle it really well and I mean I teared up. I knew it was coming and yet even watching it back I like mm. couldn't help but just tear up and and their support of one another and Olivia's wanting to continue to fight I mean I, if I had more room in my Instagram bio, I would change it to Olivia Stan account um, now because <laughs> I, I do, I just, she's, she's been iconic all season. She's um, badass. She's yeah. Badass. Like I love her so much. And, um, you know, there's been talk after that aired about the like watermelon challenge that happened on Amazing Race years ago. Did you ever yep. see that? I what, sure did. Did you have thoughts of that, you know, afterwards in that moment? Like, what are your thoughts of people comparing the watermelon challenge and what happened to Olivia. Yeah, I mean, look, of course, it's going to draw a comparison. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody is always wary of slingshots and catapults for that reason. Mm -hmm. And the type of ball that we had was selected for a reason. You know, it had to go a certain distance. It had right. to break through a certain fabric and so mm -hmm. on. So, like, it, I suppose with any of these things, you sort of you it's it's um it's calculated risk right yeah so you just you make the game as safe as you possibly can mm -hmm. and you hope nothing happens and in that situation you know it was that one in a thousand right. hit and right. um and it was just so awful but I think unfortunately as a challenge producer that's something that we we all have to do with the show you know what we do is serious and people mm -hmm. can get injured and the stunt you know whether we're you know, at a hundred 
story building and we're mm-hmm. throwing people off a roof or whatever that is you know it's it's really dangerous so whether it's a slingshot or whether it's building or whether it's somebody falling into water there is always that risk and and so it's right. it's it's a lot of responsibility and it's it's that's a heavy part of the job for sure and you are what I loved seeing too with you and it, it's that much more impactful in my opinion since you are the HBIC um her showrunner is we saw you um and not everyone may know this but you were the one who hugged Horacio when he vowed to fight and continue and so I love that you sort of broke the fourth wall and just stepped into frame and really gave him a hug and and supported him in that moment um that was so meaningful what was what was going through your mind was there ever a consideration that that I know the theme was you live and ride but was there ever a thought that maybe he'd be able to continue like what what didn't what did we not see in that moment so what we what you didn't see is that there the f- most important thing first of all mm-hmm. is that Olivia is okay so when yes. i um i arrive i get informed by our safety supervisor by the medics like mm-hmm. what's happening getting her the correct medical care which mm-hmm. by the way she didn't want to avail of cuz she wanted to keep playing i had yes. to like absolutely insist that she go mm-hmm. um, because she's just that badass and mm-hmm. Horacio was just amazingly supportive and they were just what you saw was very real you know they were just totally supportive of each other mm-hmm. but because I knew the the mechanics of the rest of the final mm-hmm. I knew that he needed a partner gotcha. and there was no iteration of him being able to continue on his own so right. I knew I knew that it was either the two of them or nothing so Horacio continuing on his own unfortunately was never going to be an option mm-hmm. but he I gave him several minutes to let it sort of digest and he was mm-hmm. obviously super emotional and he was like Emer, please I'll do whatever it takes I will whatever you need me to do mm-hmm. and I had to, I just I had to you know just like let it sit and then mm-hmm. after a couple of minutes I stepped in and I and then I think when I hugged him and I said I was just so sorry for the way this was happening I think that's mm-hmm. when he realized okay like it's it's game over um yeah. but it was a horrible I hate you know saying goodbye to anybody when they're eliminated from the game in any capacity yeah. is awful whether they've lost an elimination or um or it's injury in this situation it was just so cruel it was so heartbreaking for them and it was you know it's painful for me as well as them especially after how much they had contributed to the season you know yeah, that's it's always heartbreaking. Kind of reminds me of um, back in the day when Car Maria wanted to continue and she'd broken her wrist and um, she wasn't able to. Um, she was medically DQ'd, which is yeah, just, I remember, you know, yeah, so sad. What would you say are some of the moments without giving spoilers of what we're gonna see next week? But but so far, like, what are some of your proudest moments of this season? Oh wow, um. It's so hard. It's so hard. You know, it's because it's such a long shoot. I mean, it was a very long shoot. So I was mm-hmm. just so proud of the crew and the cast for getting through it. You know, 10 weeks mm-hmm. to keep up momentum and energy for that amount of time is a lot. So I think mm-hmm. just like getting everybody, you know, through and delivering a good product is obviously always um super, super meaningful. Mm-hmm. I think that... I just loved our cast. I thought they were so awesome. There were just such beautiful moments and true friendship and like having each other's backs. I loved the romancing. I loved like the final for me. And I don't want to give any spoilers because it really was a very different final. And it was something Mm -hmm. that I'm really proud of. You know, it was sort of it felt very much of like you know the ilk of a regular final for the Mm -hmm. first for the first you know like 50 or 60 hours and Mm -hmm. then it just completely flips upside down and it goes like somewhere that nobody will be expecting yeah and so I really was proud of that and to hear Tori and Devin and Bananas and Nani I think Jordan and Anissa did also they said that what happens at the end of the final they said it was Mm -hmm. the coolest thing that they had ever seen on the show and so that meant a lot like they were totally and and we really are able to give them this gigantic surprise moment in the final episode and that is important to me that I have really caught them 
off guard that that's really important and and also whenever the the players came back you know whenever um Mariah and so on came back and Mm -hmm. were playing to get back in the game that was a curveball that they weren't expecting either you know they were genuinely shocked and that's important to me because it's hard to keep anything secret from you cast members as you know you guys are always you have eyes and ears everywhere so I think that's that's probably my takeaway from the season the ability to surprise at certain moments was Mm -hmm. awesome you and know, you that, definitely that did. Good. I mean, the first episode where we saw one of someone who got eliminated sort of come back, you know, when TJ was like, I think it was Nelson, right? When TJ, was it Nelson? No, it wasn't Nelson. Who got, I forgot. But anyway, it's been a long time. I'm old now. But I just remember <laughs> when we had the first uh, of the episodes of the Ride or Die season where they walk back and TJ is standing there doing that hand rub thing that he does. And he's sort of like, you know, you're not out yet. And my jaw just dropped. Like my mouth was just like, I could not believe it. It was such a surprise. Um, and so cool and fascinating the way that you guys did that. Like, yeah, it was, it was really brilliant. that was fun. And it well, I Nelson actually was the first. It was, okay. um, we had, and you know, we had like Bananas and Nanny come in. Mm-hmm. We had like Jordan and Nisa come in. Like we had Darrell and Veronica coming in. That mm-hmm. was fun. And then to like tell Nelson he was still in with a shot. Yeah. And then, you know, when Narice went out and then they couldn't continue in the game. There was really, there were profound moments of sort of, you know, shock and surprise. Mm-hmm. And that is, that's something that I think is really fun. And, mm-hmm. and I think the cast members get a kick out of it as well, which I love. Speaking of getting a kick out of things, did you guys get a kick out of having Jordan come on to surprise Tori this season? Be honest. What was the thought process behind that? And how hard was it to convince him? It wasn't hard to convince him at all. Mm -hmm. He, it was not hard to convince Jordan. He was so down. It was amazing. Um, And we, he did ask if Tori was going to be there for sure. You know, it's very real. What they've gone through is just such a, you know it's just they've been through so much together and it's a lot and I think that you know it was obviously a concern I think it's really compelling as well you know they're just they're both awesome people and awesome characters and I think that's shown in the fact that we're all so interested in Mm -hmm. that and I think Mm -hmm. I you know I was interested and intrigued and you know really excited to see what would happen just like everybody else but it was definitely we were all like, oh, my God, he's really going to come. Did and you tell Tori's him when really... he asked if Tori was going to be there? Because obviously Tori didn't know. I was surprised. She so didn't know. Did no. you tell him that, yes, she would be on the season? Or did you keep I that did. from him? Too? You did. No, okay. I told him. Yeah, I I never lied. I, if I'm asked something, like, if I can't answer, I'll just say, look, I can't answer that question. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I, I told him because mm-hmm. he also, you know, again, like I say, you guys have eyes and ears everywhere. You kind <laughs> of, you, like, you know, you know, he probably knew that she was gone anyway but he was like look is she gonna be there and so I just said yeah look she is and he thought about it for a second and said I'm down you know he was ready to come and perform and of course typically Jordan was like you know but I've he had been in uh, Ukraine volunteering and Mm -hmm. he was like I'm really out of shape you know like I'm really not like in my best shape and then he Mm -hmm. arrives and I was like are you joking like is this Okay, okay, sure, Jordan. <laughs> right. And he made it all the way to the final. So do you do you think that because in watching what we're seeing so far in this challenge, which is so fascinating because I love that there there is a lot of endurance, which seems like my worst nightmare, but then there are a lot of <laughs> checks and balances around these puzzles. Like there's a lot of these moments um that are the great equalize you know a lot of equalizers mm-hmm. which is what we're yep. seeing now because now we left off with this episode where um Nani you know Banana uh or Banani is in the lead when it had been Tori and Devin for a long time and yep. Nisa and Jordan even with her injury aren't far behind like so it's totally. really kind of in the words of Steve Harvey and Family Feud anyone's game um <laughs> but do you uh, do you think, you know, watching the communication between partners has been really fascinating, particularly during the final. And mm-hmm. like you said, everything's heightened and there is a level of stress that like no one knows unless they've been in a final, right? Like there's just mm-hmm. a level of pressure that you just don't know until you're there. It's still haunt. 10 years later, it still haunts me. So, um, but it's interesting, you know, what I'm picking up is it almost seems like Devin and Tori are thriving because they really are best friends, right? Like even off the show, 
They are, but they they co-parent a duck together that I believe Devin got at a garage <laughs> sale once. Um, it was on the aftermath a couple seasons ago. Uh, but they really are like best friends in that way. And not that there aren't strong bonds with the others, but I, I just feel like their ability to really adapt and support one another has been to their advantage where you see these other teams, even with a level of closeness, um, start to become individuals right in this final, even though it's a riot yeah. thing. What are your yeah. thoughts? Yeah, I, I agree to some level, but I think also it's really down to individual personalities because Tori mm-hmm. and Devin just sort of have quite calm and measured dispositions they generally don't fly off the hand they generally don't go too high or too low um whereas bananas and nanny like I'm probably more like them personally as well because I'm like <laughs> like if I go crazy I go crazy yeah and like you know my highs are high my lows are low and like yeah. and I think that you know you really see that with bananas and nanny but mm-hmm. I they're so tight and they adore each other but of I course. think it's just their way do you know what I mean like I think yeah. that that's just their disposition anyway so like if something's go- going wrong or like they screw something up they get so frustrated yeah because they're because that's just sort of who they are you know and, yeah and I think it's the same with Jordan and Anissa Anissa's like probably more level than Jordan yes, because Jordan's in this so like it, I guess of each of the pairings, I think that Tori and Devin are probably the most similar. Um, and Tori probably, more so mature, but yes. Uh-huh. Or, <laughs> your words, your words, my friend. And I'm retired, Emer. I can, I can say, you I can, can say throw it all out there. Yeah. <laughs> you, I love you. Um, so I think that they, I think that they are just probably the most sort of even. And I think that that really helped them. They never, you know, they're, they didn't really ever have that much conflict through yeah. they had throughout the season as well as the final, you know. Right. Or and they seemed really quick to apologize favor. about it instead yeah. of double down. Like yeah. in yeah, the totally. little bit that we saw at least, right? Where um who when they were doing the puzzle thing, you know, where they were standing up on I, the puzzle thing, there's seventy five puzzles in the final. But when they were doing the one where they had to climb up on that pole to like yep. look down to get and mm-hmm. it seemed like everybody was kind of cracking at that point. Like we literally saw a scene where every male partner yelled at his female partner in mm-hmm. that particular mm-hmm. like segment. Yeah. Um Including uh, Devin or Dave um, yelling at Yeah, Dave got, uh, he got mad then, yeah. And, but then we saw, and obviously there's certain levels of editing, but we still saw a fairly quick turnaround, you know, of yeah. like, I love you or I'm sorry, but I'm just yeah, really frustrated it. here. Whereas with the others, we saw some kind of like heel digging before coming back together or before dropping it. Um, totally. Maybe it's the matchmaker in me um, and the date code, but I just seeing the dynamics of of those partnerships and yelling versus being able to really communicate, which I feel like is what this season is largely about, right? Like yeah. ride or dies, it's like really being able to communicate with your partner. Like that's your greatest asset. You don't necessarily I, have to be the fastest or the strongest. That's right. That's right. And I think we've seen time and time again over the season, like, you they succeed those that mm-hmm. succeed and those that won it was all hinged on like how well they really knew their partner and how mm-hmm. re- well they can really function as a unit and I think that that's really compelling and I think that as the final evolves you'll mm-hmm. see that more and more and like and that's ultimately what the goal was you know we wanted to show who was the realest ride or die and yeah. like that that true true bond and that true friendship and knowing of each other would be like you say your greatest asset and that um I think we get see that yeah. throughout the final yeah and I love that pairing I love that theme um I'm gonna circle back to this question and give you time to think about it it's a question that probably no listener really cares about but I care and I want to know Emer if I were cast in this season who would you cast as my ride or die we'll come back to that answer but I'm curious um I also want to know what is something else just for the the committed challenge family fans that listen to this podcast I know they love when we get tea or a little bit of behind the scenes what's something else you can share with us that happened throughout the season behind the scenes that we'd be surprised to know. Hmm. I mean, you guys know about the alternates and everything. Is that interesting? Like we, yeah, you can tell us a little more about that. Yeah, I mean, like there's that's... been speculation a little bit about it, but 
Yeah, yeah we always have alternates to travel to location. I think right. that's probably something that people might not know as much about. So like we have like backup rider die pairs that we'll bring out. Um, or if it's just, you know, any season, we bring alternates as well in case someone gets sick or gets mm-hmm. injured or there's any reason like toward the start of the show if anybody needs to leave. Mm-hmm. So like we had, you know, pairs from different parts of the world, like holding in a hotel mm-hmm. room that mm-hmm. like a hotel, like five minutes from the cast house for like a week and a half and okay. had, you know, had anything happened. So that's sort of like a little behind the scenes thing that happens every season. And how many um, of those pairs then, got called up? Like, cause it, cause it's, we heard like, um, Jordan and Anissa, right. Were they an alternate pair or like the combination of the two of them were like an alternate pair? I they weren't. They okay. weren't. So like we, the, we had like the craziest start to the show and there were mm-hmm. a lot of changes, you know, like we live in a COVID world and right. like it's a very real thing. And you can imagine, you know, we have a crew of over a hundred, right. Mm-hmm. And we've got over 30 cast and trying to get everybody safe and healthy mm-hmm. to location is virtually impossible. Right. So we had to make a lot of last minute adjustments as mm-hmm. you would be able to tell in the yeah. first few episodes of the show, there were like people coming in and people going, mm-hmm. but, um, Nam and his partner were alternates who came in. Yeah. And uh, Olivia and Horacio were alternates mm-hmm. who came in. Mm-hmm. So like we got really we got really lucky, you know, with yeah. people that we picked and and who came in. And then we needed like we called up Jordan and Anissa and, mm-hmm. you know, Bananas and Nani were like a kind of a last minute addition because casting is such a massive jigsaw and right. like people are available at different times for different things and Mm -hmm. you know it's just it really really is a massive jigsaw puzzle that we you know it's a permanent shuffle Mm -hmm. so it all fell into place you know I was just so stoked at the end because I was like oh my yeah like we really had an awesome cast you know Mm -hmm. like we had Laurel we had Nani we had the return of bananas we had you know it just we felt like we had a really good spread so that was cool yeah. Um, you know you said that there was another final that you had initially intended for this Mm -hmm. season I'm curious because there's been so much chatter still about this. Do you think that the would be final? Because we, I feel like we already know the answer regarding the current final because it's mm-hmm. pretty much the hardest ever, arguably, um, from what we've seen so far. But the final you had in your mind that was almost for the ride or die season. Do you think it would have been harder than the Challenge USA final or less hard? It was so different. Um mm-hmm. It was more water-based, mm-hmm. so it was sort of more specialist. And, mm. you know, the, whereas the USA final was just, like, Basic. so brutal. Well, it was so brutal. You know, it was just, like, a, an assault, mm-hmm. a physical assault, really. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you really, like, to even finish it was just, like, such an achievement. Whereas the challenge final was going to be more, you know, we were in one of the biggest um waterfall systems in the entire world oh wow so there was a lot of that like it was amazing scenery there was stuff in water and in boats and on like cliff pathways around the water so it was sort of more location based yeah but I don't think it would have been as tough as the USA final or the final that we've that we do on Rider Dice it just would have been different yeah can you give some insight then because there's been a lot of whining about that USA final. Like a lot of whining. And as we saw, most people quit. If you guys haven't watched mm-hmm. Challenge USA, sorry, spoiler alert, should have said that 10 minutes ago. But um, <laughs> uh, so what, how hard, cause it looked hard. Look, all finals are hard. It certainly looked uncomfortable and hard, but the amount of quitting we saw, I felt like was unprecedented. And so there's some people saying, oh my gosh, it was so hard. But a lot of those people haven't experienced other finals because those yep. are all non-challenged people. So it's hard to compare. Mm-hmm. What is your genuine thought around how that particular final compared to other challenge finals in recent years? I was in touch with the team on the ground when they were there and um, mm-hmm. the showrunner of USA and I are dear friends and mm-hmm. so it sounded like it sounded like the conditions were really brutal it did really mm-hmm. sound like it was it was I mean you can tell like it was really unforgiving cold? yeah that, like uh-huh. and you've you know and you've been in that situation yeah. Devin like it's it's legit yeah. but also you know it was an unprecedented level of quitting and I think that it's because a lot of those people hadn't ever Right. Being put, put through something like that before whereas like our challengers are like and I say this all the time what... and I really yeah like you yeah. guys are like like 
you just don't stop. Like right. it's so impressive. Right. It's funny. That was never really a concern for me at any stage with the hundred hour final. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Like yeah. I just I yeah, never worried about it at all. Ones ever. Right. And that that's not and I think that's why, you know, uh the other co hosts myself and Davon, like we talked about it and why we ride so hard for and I think that makes the challenge or people who kind of were raised up in the challenge a bit of a different breed is like you know, not taking away that that final in USA was hard because it looked hard. It didn't look comfortable for anybody, mm-hmm. but that we know you're fighting for the opportunity to get to the hard. And I feel that's like right. when that's you right. live in the challenge, you know that that's the expectation. Like we were in, you know, as I watched them bike on the 100 hour final, the first thing I'm thinking is like, <laughs> wow, they're taking their shirts off. It must be temperate where like the temperate, like nice temperature. Whereas when we did it for, um, uh, in Chile, it was freezing yeah. cold. Yep. And Nani got off and was like, you know, crying. And like, you could see our breath come out. It was freezing yeah. cold to do that yep. just to be mm-hmm. able to sleep. And then, of course, we were hiking the snow-covered volcano or what have you. And so it's like, yeah, it was cold there, too. It wasn't nice. It was pretty brutal for us as individuals. Yet you don't quit. Like, you just you don't quit on the challenge. Um, so so basically you're saying that like, yes, it was hard and traumatizing. So they're not all complete babies. And we've had them on the podcast <laughs> before. But you're also saying that it is in line with other challenge finals. So it's not like it wasn't a hundred hour final. No, or it, it wasn't that's... like, yeah, I, I was shocked to be honest because it wasn't anything more, you know, it, it was comparably brutal is right. what I would say. Right. So it doesn't, it didn't feel like anything was devised that was that preposterous. It mm-hmm. was just really, it was really brutal and really brutal conditions. And I think mm-hmm. certainly comparable to other finals that we've done on the challenge for sure. Yeah, got it. Um, And thank you for sharing that and that insight. Uh, That's super valuable and um, just gives a little bit of we can continue to ride them about that. Um, Is there anything or I know there is. Can you give us just a little hint of what we should look forward to for next week's episode, the grand finale of this masterful final that you have put together? What should we be like looking forward to or keep our eye out for? Well, thank you, first of all. You're very, very sweet. Um, I think that it's just a, such a surprise. There's a giant spectacle that is something TJ and I had so much fun with, like create we in creating it, in building it, in designing it. Like it's it's almost sort of otherworldly, the mm. environment that they go into. And so it was a like I say, you know, there was a lot of like secrets and surprises this mm-hmm. season. This was like the best kept secret. And <gasps> the reveal when you guys see it, just to know that behind the scenes, yeah. we had crew hiding in pitch black <gasps> night for like hours hiding their phones, hiding their equipment, hiding, you know, everybody was in hiding. TJ and I were in hiding. And then there is this moment, this reveal, and suddenly you're like transported to this crazy other world. And it's oh it's gosh. awesome. It's oh. so fun. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. You were, I cannot wait. I'm so excited. Okay, I know you have to go. Um, One more, we're going to circle back to that question I mentioned earlier because I don't forget things um, unless <laughs> it's during a challenge. <laughs> Who would you cast as my ride or uh, die if I were called is, up on the ride or die season? Uh, well, it, you see, okay, if it was ride or die season, so you would have had to be partnered with a dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh my God, would we? I don't know. Um, Not Zach. I don't Thank think you. that Zach. <laughs> Who would we pair you with? Oh my God. So hard. Who would you want? I don't know who I'd want. And I talked to a majority of the cast and doing the aftermaths and the, I'm not going to tell you who I'm closest with because we would have been eliminated season episode one um, if you did pair me with that person. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm curious. Who would you, it's so hard. I mean, you see, it's sort of like. I would want with bananas every, probably. Like a, you would have wanted bananas? Yeah, I would have wanted because we actually Are do well tight? together. 
Are you um, tight though? Well, we talk about, I would say I'm his unofficial relationship advisor. He doesn't listen Aww. to my advice. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I've always credited Bananas with being the reason I even did the real world and then the challenge. Really? So, yeah. Yeah. Why? So, you just because watched I him met and him. Liked him? No, I never watched him, but I met him in college because he was doing him. an event in college. <laughs> right. And yeah. uh, I was tasked with being keeping an eye on him, like taking him around the Stop. city at said event. And he ate my McDonald's, and I was really annoyed by that, but also intrigued uh, about his personality. And then it made me literally that weekend, I went home and applied for the next season of Real World and got on after meeting I him. I didn't yep. know this. Yeah. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, I didn't know that. And so I'd, I'd take well, a banana. You would definitely take a bananas for sure. Um, yeah. You see, it's hard because I'm trying to think who were you closest with in like free Chet, agents? Unfortunately, but Chet, Chet. Uh, we get eliminated right away. Um, yeah, yeah, free Chet agents. Or bananas, certainly not Zach. Yes. No. I mean, no shade to Jack. He's not your you guy. Know. He's not your yeah. guy. No. If he yelled no. at me like that, no, nah, it wouldn't work. Wouldn't he work. used to yell at me, you know. Oh, yeah, I know, right? But he doesn't anymore. He doesn't That's anymore. Good. We're friends. Not That's, yet. Growth. That's growth. That's <laughs> He never yelled at me. We always had fun times together, but I could I mean, in his sure. defense, he always, it was always during a game because, you yes. know, I was probably yes. yelling at him to stop trying to cheat or something. That is so very we, true. And that's like all of us. I have my highs and my lows with all of you. You're like, yeah, my, we're my dysfunctional children. We are. We are like your dysfunctional. <laughs> oh, I miss you, Emer. Oh, I miss you, you too. Call me when you're in L.A. I will. You are such a delight. And it's so cool seeing you thrive and be the HBIC. Like admire that and respect it so, so much. Thank you Thank for making you. time to come on um, the little podcast that could and share a little behind the scenes. Excited to see this epic thing you have planned for us next Ooh. week. I know it's going to be great. I'm probably going to be like DMing you or texting you like, oh, oh my God, please mind do. Um, Thank you. So cool. Is there anything else um, you want to say before you roll out? No, I feel like I'm like a VIP right now. You're so you sweet. Are. You want to start to the day. Um, no, thank you for having me. I'm sad I missed Dave on. Please send her my love. I and will. that's it. You guys keep kicking ass. Thank I love you. everything you do. You guys are the bomb. Oh, thank you. You as well, Emer. And also just for a mom out there kicking ass too. the fact you said you had two kids last four years, like just <laughs> seriously, like you Thanks. right here are just um goading it for sure i think that's oh. so so phenomenal so you're gonna make excited. me cry oh, oh bye i'm okay but, gotta go gotta bye. go i know <laughs> bye thank you so much <laughs> thank you bye guys thank you bye <clears throat> at&t connects an ode to podcasts connect the alarm Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You guys, uh, that was such a great interview with Emer Harkin. I love that. So glad that she made the time. And what up? Can you believe it? Okay that there was a whole other final devised. Amazing, brilliant. Wonder when we're going to see that in future seasons because you know they're going to use it at some point. Also, love seeing a woman in charge of all of these challenge crazies. Just, wow, a lot of tea. And 
put Challenge USA on notice officially that final was hard, but it was as hard as other Challenge finals. I now rest my case. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, if you want to keep up with me and say hi, possibly get a shout out in a future episode, then you can go to my website, devinsimone.com. That's Devin with a Y, Simone with an I. Scroll to the bottom, you'll see my socials. You can also follow me on Amazon. You can reach that via my website or you can go to amazon.com slash shop slash Devin Simone. Um, Twitter, IG, same things. Devin Simone is pretty consistent. I started posting on TikTok now too, guys. And like my video has a lot of views. I'm kind of proud of myself. I got to get back in there, but go follow me on TikTok now. Maybe we'll connect over there. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like this episode, if you want us to do more of this, you want more tea, then make sure that you tell a friend, a sister, mama, cousin, uncle, daughter, cat, dog, and also rate and review on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. We do really appreciate um, your uplifting feedback. We appreciate your support and just being here. And know that the Challenge family, Tori, Anissa, and Devon, we're all here. We're still going to be here. And um, so excited to watch the season finale of the challenge ride or dies next wednesday at 8 p.m on mtv you heard it here from emer who designed the final that it's going to blow our minds so can't wait to watch that and then make sure right after that you come right back here because we'll see you for a brand new episode of mtv's official challenge podcast i'm your host Devin simone and um this is the place that you want to be have a good week Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices... You're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.